It's become a tradition unlike any other. What we're thankful for, the Thanksgiving Day weekend holiday, what we're thankful for as Rays fans. Well, so get ready with your leftovers, with your leftover drinks, and let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check it out and subscribe to Locked On Rays. You can also find us on X and Instagram at Locked On Rays and email us anytime. We love the mailbag questions, comments, concerns, hot takes, voice memos, preferred LockedOnRays at gmail.com. So let's get right into it. Ulysses, as a longtime, longtime Tampa Bay Rays fan, what are you thankful for being a fan, follower, admirer, lover of this organization? Um, dude, it's well, there's so many things to be thankful. I think as a as a Rays fan, I think to, to pinpoint one is um you'd you'd feel like a Colorado Rockies fan. But we're not. We're race fans, and so we have yeah. many things to be thankful for. But if I had to pick one, um, I do love the fact that the unknown has gone away. The yeah. fact of hearing Nashville and Portland and um, Charlotte, Montreal, and Montreal, <laughs> Montreal, Orlando, Vegas. That is not a thing for us to occupy our our mental uh hard drive with uh, there's that's gone there the stadium will be in tampa bay that is what i'm thankful for um i i feel like you know that that does bring a certain sense of stability and 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 happiness that you yeah. know the team that you're rooting for is going to stick at least for the next 30 years uh, which is a pretty pretty good uh, size of time. Uh, and you know, when, when this, I remember I, I went to a, a 1998 game and, um, it was the twins against the devil rays. And, you know, I saw Cairo, I saw Wade Boggs win. And, um, it was an experience as a seven-year-old to see that in, in comparison to the winter, um, league games that I was used to as a seven-year-old. And now there's the capability, there's the opportunity for me to have raised games when i'm like 50 years old yeah 60 years old that's that's pretty awesome well really uh with options to extend the lease to 40 years you could theoretically not to blow your spot up here but you could be in your 70s <laughs> watching tampa bay rays baseball assuming they don't change the name to the saint petersburg rays or yeah uh you know whatever the the name is, you'll be watching this organization for a long, long, long time. And yeah, it is nice too, because it's been a real uh, whirlwind uh, tornado, a lot of headaches, a lot of back and forth. Uh, I thought the Montreal St. Pete thing or the, uh, the idea that uh, this organization could, could move out of Tampa Bay, Florida altogether and go somewhere else that it could have been realized. But um you know, the, the franchise is here to stay. It's going to take a lot of public money. Uh, it's going to uh, take a lot of collaboration. 
and the Rays certainly it's a, a sweetheart deal for them uh, with all the redevelopment money that they're going to get as well. But I think it's it's a no brainer for everybody to have this organization here. Just think about all the growth that's coming to the Florida, Tampa Bay, Pinellas County, St. Petersburg area, like um, not just residents and visitors, but I think corporations are starting to look at uh, Florida and the Tampa Bay area as a place to do business and have success and move out of uh, some other states or out of other countries. So I think um, it's going to be a a real, real good thing. And I'm really curious to see, you know, uh, when 2028 uh, comes here, it'll be sooner rather than later, uh, what the 30, 35,000 seat stadium will ultimately look like and some of the amenities and features that'll uh, be a part of that as well. I want to go back to something you said, which is so true with the advertisement uh, dollars, the companies that might be able to be a, a part, a sponsor yeah. with, with the park. Like that is also creates stability. That also creates confidence in the product that you're going to be inputting millions of dollars. If you're a, a, a big multinational and, and, and you're being asked, Hey, do you want to be a sponsor for the Tampa Bay Rays? And you're hearing hmm, Nashville, mm, Portland, mm, Montreal, mm, split city, mm, Vegas, like, now you for them to know, no, this is here yeah. and it's going to be here for the next 30, 40 years. Like that creates an opportunity for dollars that maybe the race have ha- haven't been able to, yeah. to receive uh, so far. So that's a huge thing that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. Yeah. And there's also, you know, everybody makes fun of the structure that is Tropicana Field, the Fruit Dome and um, the warehouse. And some people call it the worst, ugliest stadium in baseball, like you know, some people, some organizations may not want to be tied to that. Uh, but I think that with the new stadium and the redevelopment and what we hope is um, battery-esque type of situation in that area, that it'll really invite and engage uh, some of those bigger companies and corporations to say, yeah, I want to be a part of this. I want to have my name on the building or I want to sponsor this or or co-brand that um like i think it's really going to drum up a lot of interest in that regard of like i want to be a part of this uh they have something really really special going on and i'm going to have a lot of eyeballs on on my product and what i'm trying to sell in addition to what the rays are doing because again it's not just going to be uh baseball played for 81 home games and what we hope is many playoff games each and every year but uh there's going to be concerts and banquets and ceremonies and other special events like there's going to be an opportunity if it's called Publix Park or yeah Jable Park Jable Field I don't know you know I I, there's going to be something tells me that um, the Rays will have a much more seamless time and transition getting those corporate dollars in a couple years with the new stadium and all the hubbub that surrounds it than what's going on presently it's going to be the shiny new object in Florida. It's going to be the shiny new object in Major League Baseball. Um, so, you know, I, I know Vegas is going to, you know, get a lot of, of that because it's it's Vegas and it's going to be, unfortunately, on the same 2028. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, ni- a shiny new toy. Maybe not the newest toy because of, of Vegas, but it's going to be shiny, man. And 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 Florida, that's tourist dollars. I, I feel like the, the name... Uh, the names that are going to be attached to this project um, as sponsors, it's just going to grow so much more than what we are presently yeah. seeing from, from the race, you know, the Jables and, and the Valpacks and, and the Louisiana hot sauce are all fine and dandy. I just feel like there, there are going to be more recognizable names 
being attached as sponsors when the shiny new object, yeah. when the shiny new stadium uh, comes true. Now you they're going to want to sign up for those luxury suites too. Like I, I think they're they're really going to try to lean in and emphasize the the specialty, the group parties, and the group sales aspects of things. Um, for those outings, you know, everybody wants to do a, a top golf outing, but let's do a, a Tampa Bay Rays new stadium outing as well. And then you also have the the parking garages, too, that, you know, I, I guess they'd be owned by the the county or the city. Um, well, the county, I guess, is what some of the language says. But, um, you know, you theoretically sponsor those, you know, Jable parking lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, K Force parking garage. Uh, you Why know. not? Why not? I mean, you know, try to get as much money as you can. And uh, I, you did mention the battery. For those of you who have not had the opportunity uh, or the chance to to get to uh, Atlanta and watch a game at Truist Park, if you're around that area, you can even go in the winter time. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Black Friday shopping. It's probably insane. It's going right there. It's in, because it's like a whole village of just stores and yeah. boutiques, obviously with a baseball flavor attached to it. So it's, you can go at any point of the year and you're having a good time. So that's what, you know, hopefully that St. Pete area becomes. It's a yeah. place where even if you don't go to the game, you are in a baseball uh, feel and a baseball vibe in a village where you can go to eat you can go drink you can go yeah. uh pop crawling you can buy little things at boutiques and and whatnot even if the even if the team isn't actually playing maybe they're on a road trip well you can go there and have a good time and watch it in a big screen like it'll be such a great right. environment within the season and also out of season oh 100 and yeah if you go to the battery atlanta's website uh come visit the battery atlanta trademark, by the way, is home to a carefully curated selection of unique re uh, retailers from outdoor gear to home goods. There's something for everyone. Uh, there's something for everyone. Play, dine, events, shop, explore, stay. Um, and you have that that fancy hotel that abuts the uh, the ballpark. Um, last time I, I really should have uh, planned a trip to there this holiday season. But the last time, the one time that I went, uh, I think, and we were limited on time, but it's like, we got to go. I think the, they have a baseballism outlet. Yep. Went there, went to a Mizuno store, mm -hmm. went to the cigar bar, went to a, a food drink bar, bar, uh, shops and, and things to do. Really. It's, it's quite a, quite, quite a situation that they have over there. They have so. they have a they have a vinyl record store as well. I, I spent some time in like there's just something for everyone. It's a really, really cool place. And hopefully that's exactly what that looks like in. Yeah. In Tampa Bay. Yeah. And I hope they have. Uh, yeah. No, you you hit it on the head there. So I think it's uh, going to be something special a couple years from now. Stay tuned for that. I'll get I'll get to what I'm thankful for. I'm obviously thankful for. Uh, the new stadium that is forthcoming. But there's other things to be thankful for as a Rays fan as well. But first, we have to tell you this. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel. They are America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right this very moment. The app is super easy to use. 
And there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and beyond. So visit FanDuel.com slash on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, they are the official partner of the NFL. So besides the stadium clarity that is, uh, and I, I'm sure we'll uh, hear much more uh, when there is uh, the official groundbreaking and once uh, the building and buildings start to go vertical. But uh, there's other things that you know you should be proud of and thankful for and appreciative as a Rays fan. One is the fact that this organization has made uh, what is it? 2019, 2020, 21, 22, 23. That is, uh, is that four or five straight playoff appearances? Uh, 19, 0, 1, 2, 3, 5. Five. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, very few organizations really across any and all sports can say that. So the fact and the idea that in the off season, into spring training, into early regular season, mid-season, late season, there is hope and wishfulness and positivity surrounding the organization. As much as we nitpick and complain about thing here, thing there, oh, they're not doing this right, or right. Uh, there was a, you know, it's just not, you know, there's a slump or there's a bad stretch. At the end of the day, you can basically count on and bank on this team you know, winning uh, between 92 to 100 games in the regular season and having a shot, having a chance at winning a World Series. So uh, there's a lot of other organizations and fans of other organizations that that can't say that. Um, there's a lot of depression uh, surrounding, um, you know, if you're a Rockies fan, like you said, what do you do? If you're an Angels fan, what do you do? If you're a Royals fan, what do you do? Like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of bad stuff out there. But with the Rays, um, we can always say that, hey, they're they're going to be competitive. They're going to be interesting. And at the end of the day, all in all, they're going to win a lot of games. Um, yeah. So and, and I think that that is really just raised everybody's expectations of, OK, now we want that ring. Now we want that thing. Uh, we, we want to get to the ultimate finish line. But to get to the finish line, you have to make it to uh, the tournament in October. And the Rays have done a very, very good job of doing that. So that's one thing I want to note. The other thing, too, okay. is that um, just uh, the recent uh, willingness that they've shown to invest in their players and their their standout players, um, whether it's signing a guy to an 11-year contract extension, a four-year contract extension, a three-year contract extension, a two-year extension with a team option. Um, they've been very um, – they've they've really gone forward with that from Yandy Diaz to Jeffrey Springs to Tyler Glass now to Manny Margot to Zach Eflin to Pete Fairbanks uh, to Thou Who Shall Not Be Named. Like – they are they are banking in their group, and I think um, that's a that's a good sign for the organization going forward, and something that um, you know just brings goodwill to uh, the players and uh, really everyone that works uh, within the clubhouse and the fan base in general. Knowing that okay, so and so is going to likely stick around for a couple of years because we've been yes. so used, and we'll continue to see the uh, the turnstile movement of players. But having those recognizable names, knowing that. 
you know, hey, at least there's a chance that they'll be in a uniform for the next several years, I think is a good thing. Like knowing that Yandy Diaz is most, most likely going to be on the opening day roster in 2024 and 2025 is, is good. And this has been going on the, your, your second part of, of being thankful. Um, that has been going on. I feel like the, the, the genesis of this was the Charlie Morton deal. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was big, uh, that in 2019 and 2020, since that signing, you have seen the race do be a little bit more generous and opening those, those purse strings a little bit more than, than usually. Uh, so, so I think, you know, as race fans, we, of course, we have a lot more history of them not doing that, right? That you know, people are still going to say, well, that's probably not going to happen. Uh, they're not going to sign that guy or they're not going. But, you know, you, you see a, a pursuit like uh, as fruitful as it was or uh, not, not as fruitful as it was uh, the Freddie Freeman one like that. Yeah. I mean, you see an attitude change in the ownership. Uh, it seems like could that be attached to the fact that uh, they want to do this before the stadium opens? Possibly. Um, they see a really good core uh, a group of guys that they can have a really huge window and they want to go for it. Whatever the factors are, the spending of money has definitely been more um, prevalent yeah. than in years past which is awesome because what you're saying is 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 so huge not only for like you know baseball nerds like us who are in our 30s but it's important for continuity of a 15 year old that you really want them to get into baseball a 10 year old to see you know yandy diaz in a raise uniform since 2019 so that that creates continuity brandon lau since 2018 yeah. you know pete fairbanks since what 2019 2019 yeah i believe it was uh kind of mid-season 2019 where the rays acquired him for nick solak so yeah. that is a deal that's really worked out well as much as we may joke about pete fairbanks not being able to pitch in cold weather and sometimes uh, having some shakiness to his outings uh, i think that that's money well spent for the Rays. And and it's it, that's a really good point you made that as you're going into the new stadium, you do want to kind of invest and build goodwill. But I think there's also a sense of knowing the right, who you're going to give that money to, making sure it's the right guys, like a Yanni Diaz. Think about how much more he settled in and was comfortable and confident Huge. that, okay, I have some some clarity in where I'm going to play and how much money I'm going to make. Um, and, and you see him go off. Um, you see other guys go off as well. Um, and I think that once the, the new stadium opens, I think that'll also allow the Rays to do uh, more of these types of extensions um, on a case-by-case basis. Yeah. So that, 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 that's why these things lead me to believe, you know, um, the, the, and of, and of course, when, when you hear Neander say it, um, I'm going to stick by it. I, th- I do think we're going to see an increase in payroll that we have never seen before. I think, mm-hmm. I think we are there where they're going to kind of like, you know, uh, put their 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 money where their mouth is right uh and and kind of tell the the baseball world is like no we're good and we've been really good but we can be even better if we just spend a little bit more and 
you know, we talked about uh, this week how the biggest payroll was around 78 million, correct? 78 and a half million or a quarter million uh, on the opening day roster. Of course, it, it fluctuates when you right. make acquisitions and so forth during the course of the season. So around 80 million. So yeah. imagine what this front office, top three in baseball, um, and it ain't third. Um, Imagine what they could do with a one hundred million dollar uh, payroll. Imagine what they could do with a one twenty, like they've yeah. they've suggested that they could do. Like this could be huge. So that winning culture, I mean, it would just get such a jolt if you're saying if Stu and ownership is telling the front office, "Hey, here's forty million dollars more." Yeah, can we take that next step? Because, like you said in the beginning, the winning culture is awesome, but the winning culture, what it also does, it's you know, evolve into getting to the playoffs. We will clap for it. We will be happy for it for a time. But that's now the expectation is to be in the dance. Now get us through the dance. Hey, we asked that that the the that that hot person out for a dance. Let's make it so that we keep dancing, okay, yeah. with that person for a while, and uh, maybe you know leave the dance together that would be nice there's an analogy um yeah so as far as the not to go too off tangent but the payroll considerations i think eventually that could be in the cards for the raise i don't know if 2024 is the year just based on the whole franco situation and shane mcclanahan being out for the year and you're missing half seasons at least from Jeffrey Springs and Drew Rasmussen. I think that they want to maybe see how 2024 goes and then maybe reassess in 2025 where we might go off a little bit more on the payroll uh, side of things. I mean, we're seeing all the rumors about uh, Tyler Glass now, you know, definitely being moved um, this offseason. So so we'll see. I mean, I think there there is and could be a day where they have a payroll that creeps up to a hundred million dollars. I just don't know if that's 2024. I think it's, you know, maybe 25, 26, 27, or as you open the new stadium in 2028, sort of like what the Marlins did when they opened up their stadium, they, they went out and got a bunch of free agents. It didn't work yep. out so well, you know, they yeah, shipped I mean, them off hey, pretty quickly and, you know, they probably you know what? They tried. money to the right guys, but you know, they, they tried. Right. Uh, but if to what you're saying, I a hundred percent see exactly where you're coming from and all that you're saying is true. Um, I'm just I'm hoping I think I guess yeah. my, my my mind is more like let's hope that they do indeed go for it because imagine if they go for it in a year go for it by the way I mean just like spending around a hundred million dollars yeah. which they have never done uh, but if they were to do that imagine what they could do the next year after that when you do get a Springs a Rasmussen hopefully uh, a Shane McClanahan back yeah. you get a Boz a year plus after TJ. I mean, that would be a very na na nasty, you know, team to, to go for. So, I mean, if they go, if they do that in 2024, you mean just lick your chops for 2025 because that's going to be amazing. So uh, do you have a, a big fish in mind as to who uh, would supplant or, or improve that payroll? Like who's the big free agent name that is going to boost, uh, Move the meter, if you will. Honestly, dude, like if Blake's there was now. a chance. No, if there was a chance um, and you're thinking more 
sponsorships and you're thinking more get more um, don't say it don't say it dollars don't say it yamamoto oh okay i thought you were saying a different japanese player i know i know i know i wanted to i wanted to do that um but if you if you're able to land a guy like that to be at the top of your rotation now you've not only made uh, one of the weakest part of your of your of your team way better now but you're yeah. adding so much dollars into Tropicana Field. Like people are going to see this guy. And I don't mean only Japanese baseball fans. I mean baseball fans around the US. Yeah. We they will show up for this guy. So I think that would be great. It's not gonna happen, but in my cloud nine post turkey, post cornbread, <laughs> post stuffing day, I'm happy and I'm thankful. Yeah. And so I'm 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 saying these things. Yeah, let's just hope he's not the pitching version of Yoshi Sutsugo. Uh, that would not be That'd ideal. Be yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the Dodgers, the Mets, the Red Sox are probably favored to land him. But that would be a a neat, fun, interesting ad for sure. And you never know. Things never happen. Know. Things yeah. Hey, the, the Rays were, like you mentioned, really, really close on the Freddie Freeman sweepstakes. They were, I think, close on the Marcelo Zuna sweepstakes they've probably been in on other players as well that uh we don't know about or haven't been quitely widely as reported and the yeah. rays do need pitching help so maybe he's kind of the a gap year guy of let's go ahead and lock him up for five six seven years and then hey when when mcclanahan and the the rest of the cast and characters and crew are back then we can really go off with him as you know the number two number three or number one whatever it may be so um before we get into baseball trivia, name that war it being a Friday episode. I uh, do want to get to a few listener comments as to what they're thankful for as a Rays fan. Uh, Chris Snyder says alcohol. I assume uh, he's probably referring to uh, the last couple postseason exits, the early exits that the Rays have made and experienced um, in 22 and 23, respectively. Uh, then Argenis Rashad is uh, with us on the stadium stuff uh, that despite all the rumors and failed attempts to play somewhere else, the team still remains in Tampa. Uh, he should say Tampa Bay uh, or Bay Area as opposed to Tampa. That was the other thing, too, is, um, you know, a little bittersweet in the the sense that we would have rather seen it in uh, Hillsborough, this side of the yeah. Bay. Uh, but, hey, it's, it's better than being in, in Montreal or Charlotte or Las Vegas or Portland or Nashville, whatever it may be, Orlando even. So. Uh, credit to them for that. All right. Uh, baseball trivia. Um, you kind of blew up my question a little bit, so I'm going to have to make it a little bit more challenging. Uh, the 1998 original <laughs> Devil Rays roster, you mentioned in this episode already watching Wade Boggs, Miguel Cairo, and Randy Wynn. So those guys are off the table. I want you to name five more names on that 98 Devil Rays roster. Okay. Okay. Quinton McCracken. Correct. Um, Wilson Alvarez. Correct. Um, Roberto Hernandez. Correct. Dave Martinez. Dave Martinez, as a player, is correct. <laughs> Buddy, don't do that to me. Um, one more, one more. Easy, easy. Come on, let's do this. 
Oh, McGriff. Fred McGriff is correct. Wow, very good. You did much better than I thought. I mean, technically you got eight players because you named three others as well. Uh, some other notable names before we get to the uh, name that war. Uh, Dave Island, pride of Pasco County and Zephyr Hills. Um, Mike DeFelice, John Flaherty, uh, Aaron Ledesma, Kevin Stocker, mm. uh, Bubba Trammell, and I'm surprised you didn't mention this individual's name. Should have been an all-star at least once in his career. Paul Sorrento. <laughs> yeah. The legend that is Paul Sorrento. That is a, an inside joke between Klosky, Kevin, and I. So yes. I um, I appreciate that. That was good. If you want to know that inside joke, email LockedOnRays at gmail.com, and we will respond to that email. Uh, you also have to ask us a mailbag question, but we will respond to that inside joke yes. if you do that. Uh, Esteban Yan as well was also on that 98 roster and ended up playing 11 years in the big league. So uh, that's what I got. Very nice. Question. Very nice. Well, for my Name That War, which if you've never seen this segment before, is when we take a player from the past and we try to guess their career war according to baseball reference using our baseball archive mind. So today, before I tell you the player from the past, first of all, in the comments, if you've made it this far, say happy birthday, Kevin. Kevin has oh, made God. it one more year in this lovely planet called Earth. And so I want to extend my congratulations for him. Thank you. And I hope you guys do too in the comments. Say, hey, happy birthday, Kevin. Hope you had a terrific day. That'd be nice. Uh, and just say, uh, Kevin is God's gift to Earth. That would That's be nice fact. as well. Yeah, that'd yeah, be great. I appreciate if you, if that. <laughs> if y'all want to Venmo me uh, some money, I could take that as well. Whatever you want to do. He needs, he needs um, one more fishing rod to complete the Infinity War saga. Yeah, these are not all fishing my fishing rod. rods. They're... They're my father. So, yeah. And, and that's not even all of them. On the other side, let's see. There's more. There's like a rack of fishing rods on the other side. Uh, I'm probably like looking at peripherally like 15 fishing rods. I'm not even going to lie. And then to the right of me, I have a lot of hunting gear. There may be a firearm or two. Uh, so, yeah. You're in a you're in a fun room. That's the fun room of the house. Yeah. I'm in the bunker, yeah. And then a lot of like, I mean, just junk. There's there's books. There's like random. Hey, don't call it junk. Your dad's gonna listen to this episode. Yeah. yeah. Collateral and stationary. Yeah. Uh, dog treats. Oh, right. um, speaking Perry of which, yeah. Oh, Is Perry's Perry? here. I can't Perry reach him though. Featured guest. Um. Okay. Yeah, it's so. uh, it's quite a room. But I'm looking out on the canal. The Southwest Florida Canal. So that's a good, good vibe that I've got going on. I actually saw a major fish just hop uh, from one side of the canal to the other side. Seemingly, it was massive. So, you know what? It there was we saying, go. It was saying "Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Kevin!" And then yeah, happy... back into, into the the river. There um, we go. So I saw a little uh, video, which was pretty cool, of Ichiro uh, pitching and hitting against an all-star Japanese. Um, girls team which was awesome each what a gift to earth that man is that is god's gift to earth i mean he yeah, is so, just amazing so, in so, so many cool. facets just just such a cool human being that he's doing that that's so is he awesome. on the hall of fame or 
he will be. I think he's eligible next year. If I okay, he better be. He better get hundred oh. percent of the vote for Unanimous. as much as it, uh, it has to be. Okay, I picked after I saw that video. I was like, huh, Ichiro, and then I went back and said, let's pick in a partner of Ichiro, a teammate of Ichiro's, a guy that you don't think he's going to be a teammate of his, but he was. Jeff Francoeur. Ah. Jeff Francoeur's career war, according to baseball reference, by the way, if you were thinking, when were they ever uh, teammates? Yeah. 2016 with the Miami Marlins. Okay. Because I associate Jeff Francoeur with the Braves more so. Did he also play with the Royals? He did play with the Royals. Okay. Braves, Royals, and Yankees. I think he's now a, not Yankees. Um, Marlins. Um, well, that's three teams he played for at least. Um, he's now, I think, a television commentator. What I remember hearing about Jeff Francoeur was just a all-around good, fun-loving guy. A little bit uh, goofier, not all there sometimes. Yes. Um, he was easily tricked or could be made fun of, I guess. But um, he took a punch pretty well. Uh, Jeff Francoeur... He might have been an all-star once in his career, max twice, but I don't even know if he was an all-star once. But I think just uh just a a solid everyday player that you you know probably pencil sixth, seventh in the batting order. I think he had a lot more. He was one of those like high-end, top-end prospects that was really, really supposed to be something special, and he ended up having a a good, if not unremarkable or spectacular career but jeff frank i'm going to say he batted probably around 260 on average over his 10 12 seasons in the bigs he had uh, maybe 175 homers um the glove i think was probably average i don't recall him winning many if any gold gloves um i mean he was probably about a unwanted player per season so i'm going to say his career war was or is uh 15 jeff frank or you hit it right in the, uh, uh, on the nail there with the batting average instead of 260 261 mm. instead of 175 home runs he hit 160 he had an OPS of 719, which is an OPS plus of 91. He won a gold glove as a right fielder in 2007 when he had okay. 293, 338, 444, a 782 OPS with 19 bombs. He was a third place rookie of the year in 2005. And his career war is a, an underwhelming 6.8. That's surprising me. I thought it would at least be double digits. Frankly. I was surprised as well. I was surprised as well. And I was like, you know what? When you're surprised, that just means that you have to make it onto Name That War. Yeah, no, that's good. And that also means that you have to check Fangraphs to see what Fangraphs has him as far as uh, career war. And I'm having trouble finding it. I wanted to look that up. Uh, why is that? Anyway. Let me, let me look it up. Uh, let's see. Oh, I found it. 5.8. All right. 5.8. Yeah, I have it to you. So that is what he is. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, there you go. 
All right. Very good. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. Hope you all enjoyed Thanksgiving, Turkey Day. Uh, there's a lot of football and sporting events going on. Uh, so in between that, you can listen and watch this podcast and uh, just enjoy your time with family, friends, yeah. and uh, relax a little bit. That's what this time is for. Get that shopping out of the way. Uh, you know, Don't run into any uh, shopping carts or anything. Exactly. Be careful out there. Stay safe. And we will talk to you on Monday.